Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hey, I'm Aaron. Hey, I'm John. And this is Pastors and Pizza. I'm Josh. And this is Pastors and Pizza. A podcast where three very unqualified pastors. Very unqualified pastors consume some of the best best and worst worst pizzas Western Washington has to offer. While trying to make sense of our faith, figure out how it connects connects to the world around us. We believe the best conversations happen over food. So pull up a chair, grab a slice, pour a cold one, and come along with us. Wherever it is we are going. Wherever it is we're going. All right, well, welcome back to another episode of Pastors in Pizza. Merry Christmas. How are you guys? Thanks for joining us, everybody. We just um, partook. Is that is that a word? It is. I know that you partake in things, but do you, if you have already done it, did you partook? Genesis, that if seems, you're listening, please let us know. Yeah, it seems off. But we just uh, consumed nice. a jalapeno popper pizza. Mm. From Monroe Pizza and Pints. And it was, if you like jalapeno poppers, you're really going to like this pizza. Uh, you, you all may have noticed a bit of a theme in our uh, pizzas <laughs> over the last year plus. Is we, we've had quite a few jalapenos on our pizzas, but never a jalapeno popper pizza. See, that doesn't even feel like justification. That's just flat out, we like jalapenos. So, there you go. Yeah, so it was it was pretty good. Um, give you guys a little bit of info here. It's a, is a, a light Alfredo, garlic, jalapeno cream cheese, bacon, mozzarella, and cheddar. And the description that is on their website doesn't actually say that it has jalapenos themselves on there, but those were on there. Sliced jalapenos were on there yes. as well. You guys, look, I just ate three pieces of that. And my mouth still watering when I hear John describe it. It was so good. It was it was really good. I mean, it's it's definitely for me. It's up there with the the best that we've had so far. Same and all of it. And yes, friends, the obligatory crispy cheese was available, and the crust was wonderful. It was really good pizza. Yeah, and uh, and if you guys don't know Monroe Pizza and Pints, they uh, are local, obviously here in Monroe. They used to be kind of part of the the whole Sahara Pizza. That's right chain conglomerate whatever you want to call it um but they went off kind of on their own not sure what the backstory is with that but uh they pride themselves really on fresh ingredients Mm -hmm. made from scratch there's not a bunch of frozen stuff there's not pre-made crusts there's not any of that kind of stuff is your um, palate discerning enough to know which would be fresh and which wouldn't be? Uh, no, I probably would not be able to tell you if <laughs> Nor it, if I. it was. I mean, if if it came out of the the freezer section at a grocery store, I could probably discern that pretty Fair. pretty easily. Fair. Um, but from this pizza place versus another pizza place, right. uh, I mean, maybe don't tell Monroe Pizza and Pines. But no, I probably wouldn't. <laughs> But, but so many people listen. This is going to come out. I know. I know. Uh, speaking of, of listeners and, and pizza places, uh, yes. I did get a report recently mm-hmm. of someone who tried one of the pizza come places on. based off of our podcast. You know, you guys, that's wonderful. If you go to those places, please let us know. If you're listening, please let us know. If you're not 
listening, please let us know. Wait a minute. How's that going to happen? Huh, yeah, I don't know if they're going to hear that particular announcement. <laughs> right, but, probably not. Um, and, you know, if, if you went to a place because you heard it on the podcast, maybe let the place know. Ooh, even better. Not that they're going to necessarily sponsor us, but we're trying to actually talk about where life and faith intersect. It's really good as Christians to let people know about how you've heard about their company, how you will maybe shop in their area because you want to make a difference in the area. Let them know because Christians spend money all the time. We're part of that. And we're going to actually talk a little bit more about that later on. But letting people know that you heard about something on a podcast, whether it's ours or somebody else's, and it was a Christian podcast, y'all, that's a seed planted that's the seed watered so yeah and we and we want to support local i mean we love pizza right and so not a lot of justification needed for us to to do that um but we we do want to support local business we want to be part of of what's good in the the area and and supporting businesses is good and so um if if this can can help do that then then Mm -hmm. i think that's a win that's good i agree so john you said one of the best. I I would agree. It's local. Um, you can't sit down there, which is yeah. So they they. I mean, it's always been a pretty small location. And I've I've got some some memories there. We we used to have some legends baseball meetings when I would coach for the local oh. legends baseball organization. We'd have some meetings there occasionally. Would you say those meetings were legendary. They were legendary <laughs> meetings. No, they probably weren't. Um, but we or we'd hang out there maybe after a practice or after a game or whatever. Sure. Do do wing wednesday get a pizza pretty pretty small spot just in general but with covid and all all that went on there uh obviously they were forced to shut down mm-hmm. as far as in-person dining at least for a while and and they haven't brought it back and i'm g- gonna be honest it's a little bit of a bummer i mean yeah. um this this type of pizza i would prefer to to go and sit and have mm-hmm. it um I'm, let's be honest it's a little expensive it is. in my opinion for for like a takeout kind of pizza if i if i'm gonna eat pizza at home and just do takeout i'm gonna probably want something cheap and easy and simple yeah um well, and so it was 12 inch we got a 12 inch. yeah pizza. so it's a 12 inch pizza it's not super big for the two of us it was probably just right mm-hmm. um but 12 inch pizza and it was 25 17 something like that after tax merry christmas for one 12 inch pizza mm-hmm we did get a couple of beverages. It's called Monroe Pizza and Pints. And while we did not technically get pints, we did get cans of a No Lie Wrecking Ball Imperial Stout. That's from Spokane, Washington. No Lie is from Spokane, yes. <laughs> not lying. No Lie. Um, so those were about $3 each. So so all, all said, it was you know just under, I think, $32 or so uh, before tip for, for two beers and a 12-inch pizza. Again, for some of you that a date night, that sounds cheap, then good. Go there, grab it, keep it local, bless those people, bring it home, enjoy it. If that's a little steep for you, there's obviously a lot of other options, but it's a great pizza. I've never had a bad pizza from there. I have back when they were trying to figure out all the stuff during COVID and delivery and all that. I had a pretty rough experience at a a relative's house with regards to the delivery and it was it was frustrating they did accommodate the fact that they made a mistake and they covered i want to say half of a very large order as far as financially but other than that and everybody was trying to figure it out during covid 
I've never had a bad experience with Monroe Pizza. Yeah, I've place. always I've always thought their pizza was was really good. Um, we we were blessed during during COVID. We talked about that <laughs> COVID time a little bit. Blessed during COVID from from a family we know that brought brought my family multiple pizzas and breadsticks and dessert and so they've they've got a very good menu lots of just um kind of specialty pizzas build your own pizza they've got wings they've got breadsticks that's right they've got desserts they've got calzones they've got grinders i mean they've they've got a very very full menu Uh, other thing i will say is i don't i don't know the owner personally but i've just seen on facebook just quite a few instances of of the owner uh, really trying to support the community, doing all sorts of great things in the community, helping out, uh, sometimes doing like fundraisers for, for maybe the schools or for different yep. organizations, yep. Uh, but too. also supporting just other things. And then from I've also heard that they do a really good job of supporting their employees. They pay, they pay mm. I mean, for, for a pizza place, they pay they pay decent wages. They want to take care of them. They'll, they'll shut down and do do parties. They'll, they'll try and care That's for cool. them as That's people, really cool. not just you know financially, but yeah. as, as employees and just really take care of them. So really, really great place. Absolutely. I've, I've heard some of those things. That's really encouraging. I also know that they want people to know that they're important. And I don't know if they're Christ followers or what, but that's a really godly thing to do to let people know they're important from their employees to their customers and so again when there was a big snafu on the delivery the owner was the one that came over like personally delivered the pizza so we're really sorry for this we can't give you the whole entire thing but we're going to pay for half of it and that was a time when everybody was kind of taking it on the chin so that generosity is kind of a big deal yeah, so um, a little bit hard to find if you're not familiar with uh, with Monroe Pizza and Pints. They are in a uh, little little uh, strip mall kind of area by the by the train tracks in Monroe, just off of Highway Two. It doesn't it technically backs up to Highway Two, so but you can't get there directly from Highway Two. Grocery outlet. Yeah, so by grocery outlet here in Monroe, um, kind of tucked away in the corner. So like I said, a little little tough to find. You're probably not going to notice it just driving by. Um, but definitely encourage you guys to, to check them out. And um, like I said, maybe, maybe let them know you heard about them on the podcast. Please. All right. So that's, uh, that's all we've got for the, the pizza talk. We'll be back here in a, in a minute with some, uh, some more discussion on pastors and pizza. See ya. It's been a few weeks since mm-hmm. we have done this. Uh, we see each other quite a bit, but uh, which our, is good because you're one of my best friends yeah. in the world. So. But our, our listener may not uh, <laughs> be aware of what's happened since since the last time that we. <laughs> sorry, sorry, friends. If there's listeners, we're hopeful, but we know for sure we have a listener. I mean, yeah, I've heard from a couple of you. So, uh, but it's been a few weeks. We've had Thanksgiving. You did a, a destination wedding. What I, sure I mean, what, tell me, tell me a little bit about what happened oh, there. Any, any highlights John, from yeah, that trip? So many highlights. I mean, you would hope going to Hawaii is just in and of itself a treasure, and it is. First thing that stood out to me, we land in. So we're on the Big Island. So they call that Hawaii, right? There's Kona and Hilo and all that. You you land there. There's no way you can be prepared for the fact that this whole entire airport 
is outdoors except for a little covered area where you can wait for your flight but you walk to the plane the there's a covered area but it's all outdoors still there's a covered area where you get your baggage and it's just gorgeous there it's just beautiful these colorful birds and everything you guys it was wonderful kathy and i were blessed had a wonderful time got to meet and hang out with some friends that we hadn't seen in a long time some we didn't know at all that were friends of my sister-in-law and brother-in-law it was wonderful god gave us so much favor to be able to hang with these people and talk with them have a good time with them for kathy and i we don't get drunk some of them were and we still were alongside of them and they still loved us and the ceremony was beautiful like literally like a movie it was gorgeous and I was able to make much of Jesus at the ceremony. John, I loved it. And so thanks for supporting me and Kathy and freeing us up to be able to go. It was really, really wonderful. And I got to watch you preach in Hawaii. You weren't in Hawaii. I was. I would have preferred to preach in Hawaii. It's actually pretty glorious, I will admit. I mean, there, there's been talk over the years of, of Crosswater of doing a, a church plant in, in Hawaii, <laughs> a Maui or something. We just get, get a little spot on the beach somewhere and... I'm not going to lie, I'd, I'd probably be willing to, to do that. Hmm. We'll probably have to rock, paper, scissors on that one. Oh, well, maybe we'll just move everything out there. Come, come with us. Who's coming with us? Listener, are you? Okay. Crosswater? A church plant. I mean, our, our logo is a bridge. You think there's any chance of a bridge? Mm. No, that's a long, long, that's a long bridge. bridge. Yeah. Somebody has probably looked into that, but I don't... Probably not from Washington, though. Budget for that would be pretty significant. Yeah. And where's the funding coming from? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. Because uh, yeah. there's churches there already. So, I so guess you so you did did the Hawaii thing. You came back and pretty much immediately, immediately not pretty much, immediately had Thanksgiving. Yeah, like the next yeah. day. We got home at night, about 11.30. Then we had Thanksgiving, which was good. A lot of people that were on that trip came home as well, and we had time over at Kathy's family what about you how how was your holidays how was the uh, the preaching i know that you say you don't love doing that you do a great job with it but yeah give me some of what's been going on for you yeah I, and I, I i don't love preaching so i'm not going to say that that was the, the highlight of that time period um mm-hmm. my my daughter abby was able to come home from school yeah. for for about a week uh for thanksgiving so that was good um, and she comes as we are sitting here recording it um, today. She's coming back tonight for oh, Christmas break, so that's awesome. Uh, we've had <laughs> in between there, we had quite a bit of uh, difficulty with the car that she took to campus. Mm. Um, not uh, not super exciting. Long story. Probably don't want to get into it necessarily here. But uh, you mentioned God's favor a minute ago. Uh, we Sorry. we. I don't want to say finally because maybe sounds bad, but but <laughs> finally, feels that way. finally got some some favor from God on the on the car, and we're able to get it get it sold and are good. have washed our hands of that particular vehicle. That so good. so that's happened. Necessary evil the vehicle. Yeah, are. so that's happened here in the last last couple of weeks. Um, I mean, it's it's frustrating for her. She was hoping to have a car to be able to do some stuff off campus, maybe get a job off campus, but. Uh, got rid of the car, and then she got a job on campus, which she's she's nice. been trying to find that's a job helpful. since she started school back in late August. So, uh, so that's good. But um, no, it was good to to have her home, be able to do uh, Thanksgiving with both sides of our family. Did my family yes. on Thanksgiving, my wife's family um, on Friday. Oh, cool! And so we were able to able to do that and just mm. have have fun and relax and 
eat turkey and you know have have a good time. So it was and good. you talked about on the last podcast and watch football. Were you able to do that? I uh, didn't really watch a lot of football. I watched a little bit um, Thanksgiving morning before heading mm. out to, okay. to my family. But, uh, yeah, I didn't really watch much football. Did watch the Apple Cup that weekend, which was Saturday. And the, the dogs did bring the cup back where it belongs. Go dogs. And, uh, yeah, so the, the, the Cougs, after dancing on our logo and planting flags last year, um, kind of humorously guarded their logo after the game so there would be no uh no payback but uh the, the win was payback enough and we got Indeed. got back on the right track so that was that was a good good holiday weekend and a quick r.i.p to a former coog coach in mike leach so for those of you who don't care um, this is still the death of somebody and so be praying for his family not him he's either where he's at in Jesus or he's not seems like he might have had some kind of a faith you can look that up but please be praying I have a friend Taylor Comfort who played football for him and he's out of uh, Sultan and he said he was a great guy and he's torn up over it his mom told me that I didn't talk to Taylor Mm. but I think there's so often when people die we read about stuff and people die and it's like oh well that's sad and these are people and their people are impacted by it but especially a coach impacts a ton of people he can be a father figure to so many people and so there you go god bless you yeah and it's i mean it's a it's a reminder that you just never know too what what's ahead right right. and i was trying to think that i was having a conversation about mike leach and i was trying to think of another another coach who passed away while still being an active coach and i i can't think of anybody else and so um, well, he wasn't exactly young. He wasn't. He wasn't super old. He was 61. Six, sixty-one years old and um, been been coaching. And I didn't necessarily care for him as a coach and thought he was kind of kind of a weirdo. But um, <laughs> like you said, I mean, he's he's a person. It's a it's a life that was lost un, uh, unexpectedly That's and right. and That's pr- right. earlier than what we would think was right or normal or however you want to phrase it right um and so so it's just a reminder that uh, we don't know what's ahead tomorrow and to to live live today you know for jesus and and Mm. try and make sure your relationships are good and tell people you love them and and forgive all that so that leads me to this he was a prolific reader he's actually an author of all things he co-authored a book on geronimo but that's another story for another time but what have you been reading? Has there been anything new? I mean, a lot's been going on. You studied quite a bit, and you help make sure that we have a Bible reading plan to be following. What's been anything you've been reading or watching lately that sticks out? Uh, I mean, yeah, I, I try to, to always be in in some sort of book, or maybe it's an audio book at times. But um, So I've listened, listened to a couple things recently more than read. Uh, I have been doing that New Morning Mercies devotional all year long, getting getting near the end of that, obviously, because the year's almost over. Are you going to do that again in 2023? Uh, I'm not doing that one. I, I got a different uh, devotional called Daily Strength. It's a it's a men's devotional. It's oh, a daily cool. devotional. So I'll be I'll be starting that up in the the new year. Um, got some some books in my my bag ready ready to go. Uh, trying to ah. kind of ramp that back up for the yes. the new year. Um, but I did listen to a, an audiobook recently called, um, I think it was called Confronting Jesus mm, um, Rebecca. by Rebecca McLaughlin. Yes. And that was, that was a really good book. If you're, if you're new to the faith or you want to explore who, who was Jesus, 
um, or even if you've been trying to follow Jesus your whole life and, and just want maybe some, some deeper context, uh, definitely recommend it. <clears throat> it's a re- very good uh, listen. I didn't, uh, didn't read it. I listened to that <laughs> one. <clears throat> and she's she's English, so I got to have that cool accent oh, cool. Um, as, as, as I was listening to that. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty good. And then the other thing I did uh, recently, I mean, I've I watched all sorts of stuff. Most of it's mindless and dumb. But um, went to the theater um, for the first time in probably at least a few months. You wouldn't say theater. Theater. Okay. Um, if you guys know me at all, I like going to see movies. I used to have the uh, the AMC Stubbs A list uh, where you could see the, the th- mm-hmm. three movies a week. Yes, um, got rid of that because with COVID and shutdowns of all that stuff, they kind of stopped putting out movies that I cared about seeing, and so I got rid of that. <laughs> also saved some money, but uh, so it'd been a while since I had really. Or I haven't seen many movies this year, I guess I would say. I, I had seen a movie not too long ago. But went to the theater and saw the first two episodes of season three of The Chosen. Mm, come on now. So not sure if you guys have been watching The Chosen. Like I said, it's now season three. I'm going to be quite honest. I'm a little reluctant to watch these kind of period pieces about Jesus, about kind of that time mm. period. Um, partly just because, I mean, my my job as a pastor, I'm a, I, I mean, I'm reading a lot, I'm learning, I'm I'm doing those things. It's kind of my job, and mm-hmm. so I tend to not necessarily want to watch that <laughs> when I get home. Which is, I mean, maybe that's bad. It makes me disqualified. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> disqualified. You're out. Uh, so that's one be a reason. New opening at Crossbow. Yeah. Uh, so that's one reason. But then two, usually, let's be honest, they're not super well done. Mm, a lot of times and so so i've kind of not necessarily been like refusing to watch the chosen just haven't necessarily been all that excited about watching the chosen and Mm. so i really hadn't been watching it but uh, my son wanted us to go see the 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 new two first two episodes of the new season in the in the theater but i hadn't watched any other than like maybe first 10 minutes of episode one. Oh gosh i didn't know that okay. and so we kind of binge watched the first two seasons of the chosen would you say you binged jesus binged jesus which if you're gonna binge something that's a good thing to binge and they not necessarily a, the chosen but jesus they have a shirt that says binge jesus by the way oh nice <laughs> yeah so yeah so watched watched first two seasons uh, i don't think i got every single episode because you know different family members were at different paces and you know watching oh, things sure. and whatever sure um, but i got most of the first two seasons and then we went and saw the the first two episodes nice. of, of season three in the theater that's one thing i do like to do is try to, when there are christian me too movie efforts that are out there i do want to try to support those in the theater um, show show that there is a desire for that kind of content a need for that kind of so content give us some more and so, yeah, so if people go out and support it, then maybe other people with more resources can can make more of those things. Mm-hmm. And so so we did go see that. And it was good. I, I, I actually enjoyed the, the, the Chosen. And what I found myself doing is that when there's times where I'm like, um, I don't know if that's all that accurate, mm-hmm. I would, it would force me to go into the scripture and read about it and Amen. be like, oh, okay, that is what happened. Or, yeah, okay, well, maybe. And obviously, you know, you can't make a, a movie or a story out of, the Bible without filling in some pieces. Indeed. And, and so you have the, to have some artistic license. That's right. And they do that. They want us t- to see the humanity or their rendition of it. Um, if you guys haven't seen it, I encourage you to go see it. My opinion on it is that it's wonderful. 
check the word with what's being said. They do take creative license, um, like saying for sure that uh, Matthew, the tax collector or Levi, was OCD type guy or on the spectrum, autistic and all that. And I don't know that he was. I know that if you read through Matthew, all 28 chapters, Matthew is very detail-oriented, like you would think a tax collector or somebody with OCD or somebody who is on the spectrum would be. And these are real people, and they didn't like each other in this show, and they're learning how to like each other and to love each other. Wonderful. I love it. Kathy and I love it. We have to be awake to be watching it, not because it's boring, but because... It is something we know, and we might find ourselves being either critical or like, eh, I've already seen this. But we haven't seen it. Nobody's done something quite like this before. So I like that a lot. My kids and I finished a book on Harriet Tubman, and it was written in like 1954. And it was really, really impactful. Just this woman who knew there was a call from God to help set people free, not just get free herself, Hmm. but to come back over and over again and set slaves free. They called her Moses. It was really, really good. Um, Probably had a little bit of a bend, which you would assume it would. It was written by a woman so her daughter could see powerful, strong women and African-American women in particular because this woman was, and I'm forgetting her name, so I apologize for that. But it was a great book, and it was a good challenge. So... um, what are we going to talk about today besides what we've been doing and looking at and watching and reading and all that? Yeah, so we'll, we're will we going to take a, a quick break, but when we come back, yeah, we're going to talk um, kind of a, just a, maybe a taboo topic a little bit. Um, I, I know, it's we're trying to, to maybe get get some spike in, in listenership here by talking about these taboo topics, but uh, we're going to talk about money. We're going to talk about finances. Ooh. And some of you Speaking are going to- Speaking of money, do you got any money I could borrow? Uh, we did, interestingly enough, that, that not necessarily a borrow, but there's there's some stories with Aaron and money that we could go into. <clears throat> Give you one quick one, um, oh, just as, as we head out to a break here. Um, so a few years ago, uh, going to to a Mariner opening day baseball game. <sighs> Oh gosh! Um, Can you hear the static? Oh, yeah. we're, we're losing it. We're losing our connection. Aaron's son-in-law, Cameron, hooked us up with some tickets. Uh, we're going a little bit late because Aaron, Aaron was coaching baseball at the time and had a practice. And so, you know, I'm I'm the kind of guy that for pretty much anything, I like to be there early and make sure I'm, I'm there. There's no if there are any obstacles on the way that I have enough time to get past those obstacles and still be there on time. And so, it's a little out of my comfort zone just leaving a little bit later. But we're going, and we get there. We probably park right around opening, like first pitch, yes, right? Indeed. And so then we we walk to the walk to the stadium. We get in there, and we're thinking, well, hey, Cam hooked us up with these these seats. Let's let's stop in these ridiculous opening day uh, lines and, and get Cam a drink. And so we get in line, and we've probably been waiting. I don't know, 10, 10 minutes. The game is happening. I think we're probably in the third inning by this point close um we're about halfway through so far and aaron reveals (laughs) that he forgot his wallet and he swear intentionally not i literally forgot my wallet i mean yeah he still swears it's been several years and he stuck to the story that it was an accident (laughs) but who knows i mean it's not not the first time and probably not the last time that aaron forgot his wallet and it's such a circumstance so, 
I was able to uh, procure some beverages for myself, for Aaron, and for Cameron. Thank you, John. And uh, then we were able to go and sit and, and enjoy the game. But well, uh, what a great story! We'll <laughs> see you guys later. Yeah, so that's that's a, a financial related story that we'll we'll give you as we as we head to break. We'll be back here in a second with uh, some more discussion. We are back for some more pastors and pizza. Thank you guys for uh, sticking with us this far. Hopefully the, the um, announcement that we're going to be talking about finances and money didn't, didn't make you turn this thing off. I mean, obviously you're not hearing this part of it if you turned it off. Wow, man, that's a great point. And the reality is some of you are going on trips. And so you could listen to this while you're on your trip. On a, on a trip, on a commute, maybe mm-hmm. uh, we're supposed to have some snow coming up. So maybe mm-hmm. you're just sitting there on snow a snow day. day. You could just put on the sultry tones of John and Aaron and Pastors and Pizza. And maybe you just go to sleep. Yeah. Okay. Fair. So why talk about money right now, Aaron? Well, as is at any time, John, money is really important to people. All of us, whether we say it is or not. Money is important. We all need it. We all use it. We all spend it. We all want it. I mean, it's it's one of the things that Jesus talked most about. Yeah, and it's yeah, like you said, I mean, it's, more possession. It's something that, that impacts all of us. And just practically speaking, um, I personally, I'm the one that kind of handles the the operational side of things at, at Crosswater. Not and, even kind of. You do. And the financial side of things and. So I've been been kind of looking at the 2023 budget for a while, but we just presented the, mm-hmm. the proposed budget to our elders the, this last week. And so, you know, year end is a, is a time, I think, where, where people think about finances. Um, you've got, you know, the year year is ending. So what, what did my salary come in at this year? What are the mm-hmm. prospects for next year as far as raises or bonuses? What am I getting the kids for Christmas? What's the what's the budget? What's you know? So it's a, a right. time where we kind of are thinking about those kinds of. We things. are, and we're assessing what's important, what's valuable. What we're talking about recommitments. We're talking about doing something different. We're talking about doing something consistently. So a lot of those things are the conversations that we are having. Like, what are we doing with the money that God has entrusted to us at Crosswater? But as God's people as human beings who are made in his image, what we've been given from him, literally from the breath of life to the resources that we use, is truly that given to us by him. So what are we supposed to do with it? And how are we supposed to do it? And lots of people have these conversations and we thought we would have that conversation with you guys, or at least we would talk about it. Sure. And so before we get into maybe some of that, why do you think money talking about money is such a taboo topic, an off-limits topic. I mean, it's, it's kind of along the lines, like when you when you go hang out with your family at, at Christmas, which we're about to do, mm-hmm. like, you know, don't talk about politics, don't talk about religion, don't talk about sex, don't talk about money. Right, exactly. Well, because everybody has an opinion on that. Everybody has done well or poorly with those things. Everybody has a fear that somebody's going to judge them for how they feel about it or what they do with the resources of time, money, um, 
political affiliation, religious affiliation, um, and then sex. Holy smokes, that'll be that'll come up later. Yeah, maybe that'll be our next uh, pass to the pizza. We'll we'll see if we can how many of these non touchable topics we can hit on. But um, so, so it might it might feel a little to be disingenuine for two pastors to be sitting here talking about money because we have so much of it. Or? Well, yeah, because we've got so much more than the average person. That, wow, uh, you know, we've got a different perspective. No, Indeed. I think because you know, as as pastors, you know, I, I think people would probably assume that we have maybe a vested interest hmm. in how people use sure. or, or give sure. right their money. And so, so maybe there's, you know, it's kind of a, a weird thing for maybe the two of us to talk about. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so. I mean, here again, right. Oftentimes when pastors or churches talk about money, you think they're going to talk about just what you give. And indeed, that should be part of every conversation, like what you give, how you're helping, how you're being obedient with your funds. And again, we can talk a lot about that. But it's not disingenuous. I think it would be a disservice if pastors who are human beings didn't talk about the fact that resources, finances, abilities, time, all that is given to all of us and the Lord says, seek first his kingdom, his righteousness. And all the other things you think you need will be added to you. This is Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount. He's being very, very clear that there is a way that people worry about things and think about things. But what's really important is his kingdom. Mm-hmm. Which uh, an old preacher said, when he was baptized, his bank account, his wallet was baptized too, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Everything in my life is the Lord's. And what do I do with it? And so that's why I want to talk about it. And I'll see you guys give more or I could get a raise or we could do more things that I think we need to do. But like, what is it about money that's so frustrating, so taboo? And John, you know, you asked, I said it. So I'll put it back on you. Why do you think it's taboo? Well, so you, I mean, you mentioned the, the kind of the, the idea of, well, when I got baptized, my wallet got baptized too. And I, I think for a lot of people and probably myself in, included in that over, over the years, you know, get, got baptized and my wallet didn't get baptized. So I, I took it out sure. before I went in. Right. <laughs> and so therefore it's, it's not part of a part of my faith. And, mm. and I think there's a, a lot of reasons for sure. that. I think, um, you know, I think ultimately it, it probably comes down to to maybe a fear that I don't have enough, right? right? I want to I want to make sure that I I have what I need to, to provide for myself, provide for my family, right? Um, and so that so that's a, an aspect of it. I think there's you know just a general discontentment that we have, especially in kind of the Western societies of America in particular, of always wanting mm. wanting more, keeping yeah. up with the Joneses. Right. Um, bigger, better, faster, you know, all the, all of these things. Wow. And, you know, that tends to be more and more and more and more expensive. That's right. Right. And so how, how, if I'm, if I'm giving money away, how can I upgrade the house? How can I upgrade the car? How can I make sure my kids go to the best schools? How can I, how can I do all these things? And That's so, right. so I think there's this, this mindset or this mentality that maybe you're going to miss out mm. if you, if you don't, mm-hmm. um, you know, keep, Keep that for yourself. 
Um, and, and, you know, for some people it, it is a reality. Things are scarce and things are hard and things are expensive. And, and so it's, it's hard to balance all of those things. Gosh, right. Exactly. And so so the, I mean, there's so many facets to this conversation that it, it, it can be hard to, to have this discussion. I think that's maybe one of the reasons why it's maybe best perceived that we should just avoid it altogether. Because like you said, there's so many different opinions. I'm going to do it differently than you're going to do it. And one's not necessarily right. And the other one wrong, but mm, different. Um, I true. think that there are probably right ways and wrong ways to, to deal with money. Um, not yes. probably there are. Right. Um, and I guess, you know, that's up to, up to debate and opinion, but um, I would say that there are, there um, are for and, sure. And so, so it's just, I mean, it's just a tough topic to, to navigate, but I think, um, like you said, if we're, if we as pastors and we as Christ followers are going to, to be discipled and to disciple, it, it needs to include our whole lives, right? We can't, we can't partition off certain things and say, God, you can, you can touch this area and you can grow me and change me and shape me here but lay off over here because that's mine. And that's and this is totally contrary to, to the gospel, right? It is, absolutely. And I think we do that, again, we've talked, that we'll talk on another occasion, but your love life, that's not off limits. God is very clear. Jesus says where your heart is, right? Or where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Right. Whether it's treasuring money or time or people, or God. And so you guys, we, we want to talk about this. Are we going to be able to answer all your questions? Are we going to agree with everything that you do? Are you going to agree with everything we say? Of course not. But I, I think that this is important. I think that Jesus talking about love and your affections and your treasures, including your resources and money, or mammon as the, the Hebrew people of his time would understand it, I think him talking about that wasn't an accident. It wasn't just, gosh, I should probably mention this. This was like, let me come after what you worship. And I think we worship things sure. often. Well, Idolatry, so a, right? So a great example that, um, that we, we know about, and maybe I don't know all of our listeners where they're, where they're at with, with Scripture, but um, one, one very well-known story is the rich young ruler mm. comes to Jesus and yep. he says, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And what, is, what does Jesus say? He gives him, he says, first of all, he calls him a good teacher and goes, who's good but God alone? He's like, do you know who you're talking to? He never says he's not God, by the way. People miss that point. And the guy bows to him to begin with. And then he says, follow six of the Ten Commandments. Doesn't mention the ones that are like, put no other God before me and all that, because that's coming next. He says, yeah, I've followed all of those since I was a boy. He says, well, he looks at him and loves him. Jesus looks at him and loves him and says, now go sell all of your stuff. Give it to the poor. That's, that's weird language, right? Sell it, give it to the poor. Then give the proceeds to the poor. Be without, which is a, what a lot of us are afraid of. If we give, we're going to be without. Scarcity mindset that you talked about. But he says, Look, then come follow me and you'll have treasure in heaven. He answered the man's question. I am eternal life. I am your treasure. I am that gift. I'm the provider and the provision. Come follow me. Right. And he's, no, he goes away sad. 
John, I think that's the only time in the Bible where somebody comes to Jesus and goes away worse off. Right. The only time that I can think of, right? There's other people that didn't necessarily come to him. I mean, Herod wanted to hear about him and stuff. But this guy goes away because he had many riches. And Jesus says, and it's harder for a rich man to get into heaven than for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. And his people are like, what? Well, how is that even possible? Because they assumed rich people were blessed. And he's like, people who are rich are rich in me, not because of all the stuff they have. Right. And so, so one, I think, misconception with that story is that people assume, well, if, I, if I'm truly going to follow Jesus, mm. then I'm supposed to give away everything that I have. Be poor. And be poor. And then I, I'm going to struggle to even eat or to have a house. And I actually, way back when I was at the, the University of Washington as a student, I had this, this young guy approach me um, with this, uh, this wanting to, I guess he was kind of sharing the gospel, but really he was kind of focusing on, on this this possessions kind of thing and and really trying to get people to give everything away mm. to truly follow Jesus. Oh, wow. And so we had this discussion like, well, I mean, yes, we, we can't let that stuff own us. Like this, this rich young ruler that we talked about in the Bible, that was more important to him mm-hmm. than following Jesus. And that was Jesus's point, I think, is that you, you've got to give up these things whether in this case it was possessions and other other situations, it may be something else. But give up these things that are more important to you they than are, I am. They are your God. They are your right. idol. And yeah. and give those up to follow me. He's not saying to every single person in the history of mankind to give away everything that you have. Right. Right. He just knew where that particular guy was. Come on. And asked, told him, "This is this is in the way of following me." Mm-hmm. And so so for us today. Maybe it's money, and for a lot of us, it is. Yep. There's, we, we've got things that we want. We've got things certainly that we need, but a lot of times it's, it's maybe more of the things that we want that, that tend to get in the way. They do. Um, and so, so how do we kind of look at the totality of Scripture? How do we look at Jesus' teaching? How do we look at our, our life today, and, and how does that maybe shape or inform how we look at money? You guys, I'm far from the Bible answer man, and I'm far from a final authority on Scripture. But I can tell you, having read through the Bible by God's grace a number of times, read through books on God's Word, been able to teach it, I can tell you that when you hear me say, God is God and nobody else is, or God is God and I'm not, it's because He is. (laughs) It's because what He did was spoke and the world leapt into existence. What he did is that he took the dirt, mud probably, clay, shaped us out of it and breathed life in. And he showed us how that life is to be led. And so if he's the one who made life and knows the best way for it to go, then we want to be able to tell people, I want to be able to tell people what he says. And he says a lot about money. He says a lot about possessions. And so for me, I believe, and again, I'm not the final answer on this. I believe that he wants us to use what we have to be blessed. He's given all things to us, right? To bless us. And 
frankly, even his kindness leads to repentance. So even the stuff that he gives us is to lead us to come to him and to come back to him. So that would include what we do with our money. As I sit here, I probably have close to 30 pairs of shoes. That's more than any human being needs. It's beyond need for me now. It's these wants and these things I like, and it matches this and that. And so constantly being called with the other things that I have. I'm, I'm not super wealthy as far as our culture, but I am as far as the world is concerned. And so I know that God wants us to, to use what we have to be a blessing to him and a blessing to others. How do we do that? Bro, we could talk forever about tithing, about giving, about 10% off the top, all of those things. And we could get into that and should get into that. Well, so let, let's, let's do that. So you, I mean, you said we could talk forever. We, we could talk a lot longer than any of you are going to want to listen to us about You'd this. You probably stopped a while ago. Um, and so, so maybe let's hit, let's hit a couple of these issues. I mean, you, you meet with a lot of people mm -hmm. and you've been a pastor for a long time. Mm -hmm. when, it, when it comes to, to money, to finances, what are maybe some of what's what's maybe the one the, the first kind of big question that you that you get? What is a tithe? Right. Okay. Like, so what, so what is a tithe? That's a that's a word we don't use other than at church. No. Right. I mean, so what so what is a tithe? Tithe is literally a tenth is what it means. So a tenth of what you have. Some people wonder is that a am I supposed to give God a tenth? After taxes, am I supposed to give a tenth before? Am I supposed to tithe from my garden? Am I supposed to tithe of my time? What does it mean by a 10%? Okay, so let, let's, let's back up just a little bit, though. So, so tithe, 10%, where does that come from? Gosh, well, first of all, it comes from the book of Genesis, which is before any of the law. There was Melchizedek, who was a prince and a king, and he was a prince of the Most High God, and he was... Uh, the king of Salem or Salem, which is peace, and he's a Christ figure. And Abraham gives him a tenth of what he has right off the bat, and that's where it comes from. So, a lot of different places, and then you have it in the law there's a tenth and a tithe, and so that's where that comes from. Okay, so so you talked a little bit about some of the, the maybe specific questions that, that people give or ask. Um, some are afraid that they're not doing all that they need to do so that's right so okay so that's a, that's a, that's a good disclaimer right there yeah. like what typically when you're being asked this yeah. is it is it people trying to honor god and do what's right is it people trying to you know limit mm -hmm. what their responsibilities are like mm -hmm. what do you what do you feel like maybe the, the perspective is uh, when you're kind of being asked these things that's a good question it's, I don't think it's loaded in that you're trying to trick anybody, but most of my experience over 25 plus years of vocational ministry is people are wanting to know what they have to do. Some of them, it's kind of like the young rich ruler. What should I do to get by, to be saved, to be Christian? Tithe doesn't, I don't think it's required for salvation. Pretty clear on that one, by the way. But most of the people want to know, what do they really have to give 10%? Because that's a lot of money. Can I do some other things? And didn't Jesus abolish all of that stuff? Like when he came and fulfilled all of the, the law, 
He didn't require that of us. The Old Testament does, but we don't live in the Old Testament. That was Old Covenant. That's where most people are, John. Some people really are like, I want to do all that I possibly can. That's a little more rare that people are in that spot, but there are quite a few people over the years that have done that. But that's mostly the, the motivation that I've seen is people want to know, do I really need to do this? Why do I need to do this if I'm supposed to do this? How about a conversation a little bit today, as a matter of fact? Wow. And so what, what do you think the motivation is for that? This is mine, but I know that God probably gave it to me. So what am I supposed to do with it? The motivation is they, I think people deep down in their heart, they want to keep as much as they possibly can. Right. And I, th- and I think it's not just money that we're like that, right? No. I think we're I think we're like that with a lot of things. Like, what's the what's the the minimum that I have to do to get by? We Ooh, we do that we. in school. We do that in marriage. We do that as parents. We do that as employees. We, I mean, there's a there's a lot of ways that we that we do that. It's like what what can I? What's the least amount that I can do Absolutely. to get the grade I want to get the the raise that I want to get, just get by to not get in trouble, you know, whatever the case may be. Like we do. what's, what's the minimum. That's right. And I think, I think we do have that mindset um, when it, when it comes to, to tithing, to giving, like what, what should I do? What can I get away with kind of, kind of mindset versus the mindset that this is all God's to begin with. I'm blessed. I'm fortunate to even have any of this. Mm-hmm. So how can I honor God and bless God with it? That's right. And again, I think that's where the other part of the people are. They wanna, they wanna bless God. They, they're afraid that they're dishonoring Him. And so I want to be very clear on this podcast for those of you who would be listening. I don't believe God's love for you is dependent upon your obedience. If it was, then Romans five eight is wrong. It wasn't God showed his love for us in this while we were obedient. Christ died for us. It's while we were sinners, while we were yet sinners. Christ died for us. So he loves us and just showered us with his love before. His love, therefore, transforms us. So like, what can I do to bless? You guys look it up. David looked to see who he could bless in Jonathan and Saul's family after he came into authority. He wanted to bless people. He wasn't trying to hold back. These are people that had a stake to the to the throne. And he was like, what can I do to bless these people? Mm-hmm. He only found one. And he was a lame guy named Mephibosheth. Not lame like he was a weak dude. What's your problem? He couldn't walk. He was a sitting duck. He's like, you're like one of my sons now. Let me come and bless you. So, I mean, that kind of mentality, John, is hard for us to say, like, what can I do to bless God and to bless others? I want to do more, not so I can earn anything. I'm coming from a spot of being loved and being taken care of. And so how can I help take care of others? That's what I think all of this ultimately is about. How can I, who am blessed, whatever that blessing is, be a blessing to others? So I don't hardcore throw down tithe on people and say, you got to do this. Also don't say, look, you should just try to do something. I'm like, look. Pursue him on this. Look, 1 Timothy 6. Uh, we misquote this all the time, but 1 Timothy 6.10 says, For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It's through this craving that some wandered away from the faith 
can pierce themselves with many pangs. I think the tithe is to say, it's not your life. Mm. It's just, it's my blessing to you. Remember who it's from. Don't let it control you. Get it out there. Like, put your stuff, your money, your time, your treasures, what you want to watch, all these kind of things. Put that before the Lord and get that out there. Don't let it control your life. Don't let it be this wandering from the faith instead. And here's where we misquote it. We say that money is the root of all evil. It's not what the Bible says. The love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. So get it out there right off the bat. Let it be part of your worship experience on a Sunday, on a Monday, on a Tuesday. Like, look, I'm giving you this day, all of the day, not right. just 10% of it. Hey, God, I'll see you for 2.4 hours and the rest is mine. Yeah, and so I mean, we we would both say that that we we are not interested um, in in mandating giving. Like that, that's no. not that's not our heart. That's not what we um, we want for the people of Crosswater. That's what we want for any of the listeners that don't attend Crosswater. No. Like we're not we we're not going to give you our our um, URL for our giving page. We're not going to give <laughs> you our address to send us checks. <laughs> Um, it's, we're not, we're not here to, to try and get money out of you. Um, what, what we're hoping to do is, is, is have a frank conversation, right? And to, to point out that money, like anything else, if it's in the wrong place in your heart, becomes an idol, becomes a problem. That's right. That's the, the same with anything, whether it's totally. your family, whether it's your job, whether it's sex, whether it's whatever you want to put in there if it's if it's more important to you than than honoring god then it's a problem and and that's that's why i think where we're coming from and so so we we just said you said it i just said it we're we're not here to mandate it we're not here to say Mm -hmm. you're not saved if you if you don't give x percentage that's right um we we do both believe that that a tithe is biblical even now for new testament believers Mm -hmm. uh or or after after Jesus came, right? And he abolished the law, but he fulfilled the law. And he never once lowered the standard. Ever. Right? Anytime he talks about it, it's it's even more than than the, what the standard was. So we're not here to, to enforce those things. And so I think what sometimes happens with that is we, we maybe go the other way and we, we bring up maybe 2 Corinthians 9, mm. where it says God loves a cheerful giver. And well, I'm just not that cheerful about it, so I'm not going to give because God loves a cheerful giver. <laughs> so what do we, what do we do with that? Maybe That's so good. First of all, this reminds me of this idea that God wouldn't call me to do something that I wouldn't want to do. Really? Where? Yeah. Help me understand. Or or, or even this one is frequently said to people: is God won't give me more than I can handle. Again, like, where? What? What? Like, why did he come then? Like, what are you talking about? We can't handle it. He died as us, for us. I mean, he calls us to lay down our lives as he laid down his life. Not just as husbands or wives or children, but as his followers. And so, yeah, my challenge with that is that if you're not cheerful about obedience, there's something deeply wrong in your heart and God will come after it. And so this, I do believe that giving is obedience. I'm not going to say to a woman who's a single mother, can't barely afford to pay anything, why aren't you tithing? 
But I will say, dig deep on where you're afraid and what is it that you don't believe about God. Maybe mm -hmm. he's calling you to do this because he wants you to see him provide. Right. It's the only time in the Bible, John, that he says, ask me. Yeah. Well, and you, so you just said the word afraid, right? Mm -hmm. And I, I think that so often that is the barrier for, for any obedience, any any faith, Same. whether it's yep. finances or, or otherwise, I think that the fear of the unknown, the fear of, well, what if this happens or that happens or, you know, whatever. I think those those fears keep us mm. from being obedient. I think that is probably magnified yep. when it comes to, to giving. It's like, well, if I give, what what if my car breaks down or what if I lose my job or what if my kids need braces or right and these are all just real practical things that happen in in our lives yes. right but we can what if ourselves to death we can right and and so if we do if, if we're, if, yeah and so if we're constantly what ifing you know we we talked about this a little bit earlier as we were kind of talking about this this idea for the show um do we know anybody who has given so much <laughs> that it made them destitute and I mean, that's maybe a pithy thing to say or a straw man kind of an argument or whatever. Yeah. Um, but it, but we don't. Right. And, no. and I mean, we, we don't know that anybody in that in that situation because people generally don't don't give so much that it puts them in that in that situation. And I Very think rarely. But we but we what if ourselves into that that like with a lot of things, like whether it's just, you know, fear of death, fear of losing loved ones, fear of right, broken mm. relationships, all these different things. We what if ourselves in, yeah. you know, to the worst possible conclusion. Speaking of straw man, you make up your own straw man in that way. Yeah, and you know, 99% of the time, those things don't come to fruition, but we, we prevent ourselves from stepping out, from taking, from trusting and from having faith and taking these steps um, because of the what ifs. And I don't, I don't think that's what God wants no. for us. And I think we make it transactional. Even that Malachi, is it Malachi that says that? Trust me or test me in this? I think it's Malachi. Maybe it's Micah. But you guys, we have this idea that, and there's some bad teaching out there. There's some really inerrant, or not inerrant, there's errant teaching on this. If I give to God, then he's going to give back to me. It's a one to 100 ratio, ratio or whatever we think it is. Like I do this for God and he owes me. Hmm. And that's not actually what all that says. It's like, look, test me. I will take care of you. Friend, you already are breathing. You could not have come up with that one on your own. You can never outgive God in that alone. But let's talk about salvation. Could not earn it, could not pay for it. If you could have, you would have. Couldn't. What must I do to inherit eternal life was the young rich ruler's question. And Jesus is like, really, honestly, nothing. Just give up and come to me. And we're there, right? Like, what is he calling you to do? Tithing money, resources, your time, your abilities, your sex life, all that stuff. He's like, you're mine. Don't try to earn anything. You're not going to lose me if I'm yours. So go from that identity, from that um, structured reality that I'm totally yours. I'm God and I'm yours. You're mine. I've got you. So trust me. Walk this out. Live it out. Keep stepping in obedience. Friends, 
the world isn't going to get easier in your lifetime. And following mm -hmm. Jesus isn't going to get easier unless it's really what you want. The whole thing that he says in all of this is, where's your treasure? Mm -hmm. And if it's him, then you're going to be able to do these things and so much more. Yeah, that's good. We've been we've been talking about this for a little while already. It's probably time to go ahead and, and end it. And we've barely scratched the surface. <laughs> barely on, is right on this, right? And we've got all sorts of stuff that we, that we could have talked to talked about. Uh, so so as we as we kind of leave this topic for today, maybe we'll do a part two next time. I yeah, don't know. Let's but, do it. I'm up. Um, but what? How how would you like to maybe encourage people with this topic as mm -hmm. we as we head out here? Take some time with God, you guys. Slow down. Um, ask him before you read the Bible, before you listen to a podcast, before you do any of those things. Ask him, what do you want me to do with what you've given me? And then start. Like, start after it. Look for money, possessions. Look it up in what's called uh, concordance or look it up online. Tithing is tithe for today. All these things, you'll find all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Then read through that and look through that. But most of all, remember, you cannot outgive God. And so start there. How can I bless somebody? How can I honor God? How can I bless them? And then I think we should talk some more about this. What yeah, about and you, that's, John? that's good. I would, I would, I would maybe give yourself a test. Like ask, ask. Okay, if I were to give, I don't know wherever you're at today, right? Maybe, maybe if you're to give one percent more, maybe if you were to give ten percent more, mm. if you aren't giving anything, right? What, what does that elicit in you? Like how does how does how do you respond to to that? If God were to say, "I want you to give ten percent, I want you to give five percent more, I want you to to hmm. to be generous in this way," what what comes up? What emotions are stirred up in you in that? That's good. Um, is that does that spark fear? Do you maybe get excited about the opportunities? Yeah. Are you encouraged? Yeah. Is that does that stress you out? And, and kind of pay attention to that. And, and how does that make you feel? And I think that maybe gives you a little bit of an indication of maybe where you're at with this topic. That's right. right. If, if you're just freaked out, then then maybe you need to, to back mm. off the what ifs and, and take a step of, of obedience and of trust. If you're nice. excited yep. and encouraged, then then go for it. Maybe, maybe you need to do more than what you're hearing. Right. And because if, if that's not maybe a little trepidation or a little bit, a little bit of fear, mm -hmm. maybe it's not big enough. Right. And Very so, good. so maybe have that kind of little test with yourself. Of where, where are you at with this? How much control does money have on you right now and possessions and mm. this desire for, for more and all that and, and kind of test that out and see, see where you're at. That's so good. And like we said, maybe we'll, maybe we'll talk about this some more next time. And there's, we didn't talk about debt, which I think is, a, is just a huge thing, um, huge problem and a, a huge topic. Um, and, and so maybe there's more that we'll talk about in, in the future, but if there's thoughts that you guys have on, on this topic, we'd love to hear them. We'd love to, to have conversations with you if you want to want to come in and talk with us and maybe maybe tell us that we're wrong tell us that we're right tell us how this encouraged you challenged you motivated Amen. you uh whatever the case we'd, we'd love to hear that that's good can we just pray really quick as we let people go absolutely father this is so real and we want to honor you we want to bless you we know that that sometimes is scary but we also know that it's so good and as john even said exciting so I pray for my friends as they are trying to see what it is that you want them to do. May they hear from your gracious, wonderful counselor spirit. And may we all 
bless you and love you with what you've given us because you are the great gift giver and you're the greatest gift ever. So we pray all this and we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us for another episode of Pastors and Pizza. We appreciate you guys listening. Um, please spread the word. Let other yeah, people know if this was do. encouraging for you. We'd love to hear about it and definitely love you to, to share it with others. And if you've got topics or ideas for future shows, we'd love to hear that as well. Thanks, John. Happy New Year. All right. Thanks, you guys. Merry Christmas. Happy New Bye, Year. Merry Christmas. This has been Pastors and Pizza, a production of Crosswater Community Church in Sultan, Washington. Check us out online at crosswaterchurch.org. We meet every Sunday morning at 9 and 1045 on the corner of 3rd and Birch in Sultan. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us that five-star review, and we hope to see you soon. Bye. Adios.